Ben's face, narrow eyes, thick eyebrows, stood beside him with the landlord. The peasants, too, were still there. A few had turned their chairs around to see and hear better. The young man apologized very politely for having awakened Kay, introduced himself as the son of the castle steward, and said, This village is castle property. Anybody residing or spending the night here is effectively residing or spending the night at the castle. Nobody may do so without permission from the Count, but you have no such permission, or at least you haven't shown it yet. Kay, who had half risen and smoothed his hair, looked at the people from below and said, What village have I wandered into? So there is a castle here? Why, of course, the young man said slowly, while several peasants here and there shook their heads at Kay. The castle of Count Westwest. And one needs permission to spend the night here? asked Kay, as though he wanted to persuade himself that he hadn't perhaps heard the previous statements in a dream. Permission is needed, was the reply, and this turned into crude mockery at Kay's expense when the young man, stretching out his arm, asked the landlord and the guests, Or perhaps permission is not needed? Then I must go and get myself permission said Kay, yawning and pushing off the blanket as though he intended to get up. Yes, but from whom? asked the young man. From the Count, said Kay. There doesn't seem to be any alternative. Get permission from the Count now at midnight, cried the young man, stepping back a pace. Is that not possible? Kay asked calmly. Then why did you wake me up? The young man now lost his composure. The manners of a tramp, he cried. I demand respect for the Count's authorities. I awakened you to inform you that you must leave the Count's domain at once. Enough of this comedy, said Kay, in a remarkably soft voice as he lay down and pulled up the blanket. You are going a little too far, young man, and I shall deal with your conduct tomorrow. The landlord and those gentlemen there will be my witnesses, should I even need witnesses. Besides, be advised that I am the land surveyor sent for by the Count. My assistants and the equipment are coming tomorrow by carriage. I didn't want to deprive myself of a long walk through the snow, but unfortunately lost my way a few times, which is why I arrived so late. That it was too late then to report to the castle is something that was already apparent to me without the benefit of your instructions. That's also the reason why I decided to content myself with these lodgings, where you have been so impolite, to put it mildly, as to disturb me. I have nothing further to add to that statement. Good night, gentlemen. And Kay turned toward the stove. Land surveyor? He heard someone asking hesitantly behind his back, and then... Everyone was silent. But the young man soon regained his composure and said to the landlord, softly enough to suggest concern for Kay's sleep, yet loudly enough to be audible to him, I shall inquire by telephone. So there was even a telephone in this village inn? They were certainly well equipped. True, certain details took Kay by surprise, but on the whole everything was as expected. As it turned out, the telephone hung from the wall almost directly above his head. In his sleepiness he had overlooked it. 
If the young man had to use the telephone, then even with the best intentions he could not avoid disturbing Kay's sleep. It was simply a matter of deciding whether or not to let him use the telephone. Kay decided to allow it. But then, of course, it no longer made sense to pretend he was asleep, so he turned over on his back again. He watched the peasants gathering timidly and conferring. The arrival of a land surveyor was no trifling matter. The door to the kitchen had opened. Filling the doorway was the mighty figure of the landlady. The landlord approached her on tiptoes in order to report to her. Then the telephone conversation began. The steward was asleep, but a sub-steward, one of the sub-stewards, a Mr. Fritz, was there. The young man, who introduced himself as Schwarzer, said that he had found Kay, a man in his thirties, rather shabby-looking, sleeping quietly on a straw mattress with a tiny rucksack for a pillow and a knobby walking stick within reach. Well, he had of course suspected him, and since the landlord had obviously neglected his duty, it was his, Schwarzer's, duty to investigate the matter. Kay's response on being awakened, questioned, and duly threatened with expulsion from the Count's domain had been most ungracious, but perhaps not unjustifiably so, as had finally become evident, for he claimed to be a land surveyor summoned by the Count. He was duty-bound to check this claim, if only as a formality, and so Schwarzer was asking Mr. Fritz to inquire at the central office whether a land surveyor of that sort was really expected, and to telephone immediately with the answer. Then there was silence. Fritz made his inquiries over there, while everyone here waited for the answer. Kay stayed where he was, did not even turn around, seemed completely indifferent, stared into space. With its mixture of malice and caution, Schwarzer's story gave him a sense of the quasi-diplomatic training that even lowly people at the castle such as Schwarzer could draw on so freely. Nor did they show any lack of diligence there. The central office had a night service, and obviously answered very quickly, for Fritz was already on the line again. Yet it seemed to be a brief message, since Schwarzer immediately threw down the receiver in a rage. Just as I said, he shouted, no trace of a land surveyor, only a liar and a common tramp, and probably worse still. For a moment, Kay thought that everybody, Schwarzer, the peasants, the landlord and landlady, was about to jump on him, and he crawled all the way under the blanket to escape at least the first assault when, he was slowly stretching his head back out, the telephone rang again, especially loud, it seemed to Kay. Although it was unlikely that this call also concerned Kay, everyone froze, and Schwarzer came back to the telephone. After listening to a fairly long explanation, he said softly, So it's a mistake? This is most unpleasant. The department head himself telephoned? Odd. Very odd. And how am I supposed to explain this to the land surveyor? Kay listened intently. So the castle had appointed him land surveyor. On one hand, this was unfavorable, for it showed that the castle had all necessary information about him, had assessed the opposing forces, and was taking up the struggle with a smile. On the other hand, it was favorable, for it proved to his mind that they underestimated him and that he would enjoy greater freedom than he could have hoped for at the beginning. And if they thought they could keep him terrified all the time, simply by acknowledging his surveyorship, 
though this was certainly a superior move on their part, then they were mistaken, for he felt only a slight shudder. That was all. After waving aside Schwarzer, who was timidly approaching, Kay rejected their insistent pleas that he move into the landlord's room, accepted only a nightcap from the landlord and a washbasin with soap and towel from the landlady, and did not even have to request that the room be cleared, for all rushed to the door, averting their faces so that he wouldn't recognize them tomorrow. Then the lamp was extinguished, and he finally had some peace. He slept soundly until morning, only briefly disturbed once or twice by scurrying rats. After breakfast, which the landlord said would be covered by the castle along with Kay's full board, he wanted to go immediately to the village. Recalling the landlord's conduct yesterday, Kay spoke to him only when strictly necessary. But since the landlord kept circling him in a silent plea, Kay took pity on him and let him sit down for a moment beside him. I still haven't met the Count, said Kay. They say he pays good money for good work, is that so? Anybody traveling as far from his wife and child as I am wants to have something to take home with him. The gentleman need have no worries in that regard. One doesn't hear any complaints about bad pay here. Well, said Kay, I'm not at all shy, and I'm quite capable of saying what I think, even to a Count, though it is naturally far better if one can remain on friendly terms with those gentlemen. The landlord sat opposite Kay on the edge of the window seat, not daring to sit more comfortably, and keeping his large anxious brown eyes fixed on Kay. At first he had thrust himself on Kay, but now it seemed as if he wanted to run away. Was he afraid of being questioned about the Count? Was he afraid that the gentleman whom he saw in Kay was unrepentant?